what I want to do is I want to talk to you about being unshakable. Obviously, we live in a, in a time where people are being shaken to the core of their being. And so I want to read to you again from Hebrews chapter 8, verse 28 and 29 that says this. Since we're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with reverence and awe. And so I think it's been something that we've seen throughout our culture that people are, again, being shaken to the core of their beings. I mean, how many people that do you know that are that are unshakable today? I know that we all want to be unshakable, but the recent events that have happened have really demonstrated to us that our world has just been completely uh, razzled by what has happened here. And so it's easy to see how a, a culture, a society can come crashing down. And I really think that we cannot even appreciate an unshakable kingdom until your world is rocked, like what has happened to us today here. We've seen this with the stock market crash of experts are saying between 15 to 30 percent of people are going to lose their jobs. And hopefully that won't be very long, but we really don't know when those jobs are going to come back. And so we are seeing people that are being absolutely shaken everywhere to the core of their being. And so the Bible says this in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Dear friends, don't be shocked or surprised when you suffer through painful tests and trials, as if something strange is happening to you. And so why does God then shake things up in our lives? Like, what would be God's purpose if he was to, to shake us up a little bit. Well, I'd like to offer you some suggestions of reasons why God may have things shaken up in our lives. I think one reason is, is that he just wants to inspect us. The Bible says there in Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 10, that the Lord, this is what God is like, that the Lord searches the hearts. The Lord examines those, uh, our very deepest needs. So God shakes things up also to not just inspect me, but to correct me. Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 8, that the God corrects his children. And if he doesn't correct you, then you really don't belong to him. God corrects us for our own good, because he wants us to be right with him, that is holy as he is. It is never fun to be corrected. In fact, at that very time, it's always painful. So, God will shake things up to correct me, to inspect me, but also God will, will shake things up because he just wants to direct my path. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, that a person may plan their own way or their own journey, but it is the Lord that directs their steps. And then again in Proverbs chapter 20, verse 30, it says that sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Isn't that true? I know that's true in my own life, that sometimes it just takes really painful experiences God orchestrated to cause me to change my ways. And lastly then, God shakes us up because he wants to work within us. He wants to transform us. He wants to perfect us. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10, after you have suffered for a little while, then the God of all grace, who calls you to share in his eternal glory and union with Christ, will perfect you and give you firmness and strength and a sure foundation. 
And so this is what God is able to do. And you can see from scripture that God is a God who he not only inspects you, he not only corrects you and directs you, but he also is a God who is perfecting you. And so this is why God shakes us up. So God is a God of purpose and doesn't waste his time with us doing things that aren't have a specific purpose for us. And so I like to talk about the type of people that are shaken. You've seen them all around you. Perhaps you feel shaken. So I want to talk about some of the characteristics, some of the traits of people whose lives are shaken. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about is that a dominant characteristic of, of those that are shaken is that they're just fearful. They're full of fear. And you've met many people like that, I'm sure, in the last couple of weeks here. And you hear people talking about the coronavirus, and they can be so uh, fearful. I had one individual tell me that, uh, send me an article, that half of the world was going to die, as if it's like a zombie apocalypse virus. And I think sometimes we just watch too much of the news. But another trait of really people that have been shaken or shakable is that you see this in the marketplace, is that they're just greedy. I mean, need I say any more? And you see manifestations of this at the grocery store for the past couple weeks here, where people are fighting over toilet paper and stealing things out of people's carts and people perhaps that used to be generous and they're no longer generous and they stop giving like they could. When they're shaken, when you're shaken, it just makes you to be a greedy person. And so I was in the store the other day and at Home Depot, and I saw these two guys, and they were just like going off, and they were like crazy people, yelling at each other, because one guy uh, sort of stepped in line, so the other guy was like hot, mad, yelling at him, and I was thinking like, this fight's going to break out here. But another characteristic of people that when they're shakable is that they're just crazy, like crazy people. And I think sometimes uh, when we don't think we're crazy and then uh, we start to deny it, that may be a point, uh, a revelation that you actually are indeed crazy. And so some people just flip the crazy switch on when uh, they're shaken. And so and they'll do things and say things that they're probably going to regret later. But this is how people get when they are shaken. I think another characteristic of people that are shaken is this, is that they just begin to lose their emotional equilibrium. And perhaps you're nice, but then you become mean. You'd normally be polite, and now you're yelling at people. And obviously, if you're a Christ follower, no one really wants to be this way, to be fearful and greedy and crazy and going off emotionally. But this really is a profile of how people can be when they're shakable. And so there are more characteristics than that, but I think that those are some of the ones that we would, that we would see. And so what I want to do now is I want to tell you that uh, seeing that we are going through what we are going through, and we can't help it. We cannot help the fact that we're going through things. And so I want to say this, and I think it's really something perhaps to, uh, to tweet to your friends, to text your friends, and this is it. Is it, if you're going to go through it, then let's grow through it. If you're going to go through it, then let's just grow through it. 
Why would we want to go through this tumultuous season and not grow through it? I mean, why wouldn't we want to ask, like, God, what are you trying to teach me that we wouldn't want to learn something? We wouldn't want to get stronger. We wouldn't want to grow in faith. So I want to talk to you now about four, really, of the keys of characteristics and how you can become an unshakable person, an unshakable Christian. And so the first one is this. I think it's huge. And that is that you begin to pursue a bigger perspective. Now, obviously, we all have our own perspectives, but our perspectives are limited in that our perspective can only be based on our history, our education, our experience, maybe books that we've read. So you may have a good perspective. You might even have a great perspective. But no matter how good it is or great it is, your perspective is limited. The reality is you have a limited perspective. And if you want to be unshakable, you have to be able to lift the lid on your limited perspective. So by that, I mean you've got to get a greater perspective, a broader perspective, a larger perspective, a biblical perspective. You've got to be able to see things from God's point of view, a godly perspective, an eternal perspective, a historic perspective. But you cannot be unshakable and live with your little limited perspective. It's not going to work for you. And perhaps you're seeing that that doesn't work. And so if we want to be unshakable, we've got to begin with this, to pursue a perspective that is higher, that is broader, that is bigger than us. I really believe that it applies to all of life. And so otherwise you will be stuck in your perspective and you will be prone to being a very shakable person. And so I want to point out to you what the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9. Isaiah 55, 9, God is speaking and he says, For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. We all know that God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Well, of course, we know that God's ways are greater than our ways. Of course, it's beyond us here. But we need to think in terms of God's perspective and that we can go higher in our perspective here. I mean, when we think about heaven, do we think that uh, with the coronavirus events of the pandemic that heaven is being shaken? I think it also helps us to recognize that with perspective, as bad and as cataclysmic as the coronavirus is, things could be worse in terms of how long this is going to last. So now they're talking about perhaps a couple months. And again, we don't know here. But when we compare this to God's people in the Old Testament, getting that perspective of the children of Israel. And so they were a spiritual train wreck. They were going after idols. God was telling them, you must stop sending prophets there. So God allowed the Babylonians to invade Israel. And when they invaded Israel and they destroyed Jerusalem, we see that what happened was they had 70 years in Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 11. It says this, The whole country will become a desolate wasteland, and then these nations will serve the king of Babylon for 70 years. And friends, we probably realize that for a couple months, we have to hunker down. We may be looking at it at a couple months, but at least we're not looking at 70 years. 
at least we're going to, there's an end in sight here. And so if you want to be unshakable, you also have to realize that you just are not in control. You need a higher perspective, a greater perspective, but you need to realize that you are not in control. And I think the reality is this, is that we say that we trust God, but then the, there comes the push to shove and we desperately are trying to control our own lives there. And so could it be that we're being confronted for the first time that we actually are not in control? And we are discovering this. And when we're discovering this, we're grasping and grasping, trying to be in control there. And so I think some of us, we have these control freak tendencies where when we get shaken, we try to grab on and grasp everything. And so perhaps this is a time where we're really having to trust God daily. The Bible says, if you look with me in Psalm 121, Verse 2, it says, My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. And see, this really tells us what God is like. That God is a God here who, the creator of the cosmos, he has your back. He's an on top of it type of a God. He's a God there that he does not fall asleep at the wheel. He's a God there that is not dozing off. He never has a bad day. And so the star of our team is eternal. All authority is given to him and his rule is forever and ever. And so we rest in the reality then that God is in control. And this helps us so that we are not easily shaken by the experiences that we have. So I want to ask you a question. Do you really believe that? If you want to be unshakable, you've got to get perspective. You have to know that God is in control, not you. But the third thing is this, is that you need to update your home address. And by that, I mean this. You go to the store, you're going to use your credit card or write a check, and they ask you to pull out your driver's license, and they ask, is your address current? And so often we will say, well, of course, this is my address. But the reality from God's perspective, if we want to be unshakable, is this. My permanent address is heaven bound. So if you become a Christ follower, you get an updated home address. But the question is, have we fully processed that future address? The Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 14 this world is not our permanent home and we're looking forward to a home that is yet to come there and so this tells me that we now live in temporary homes and one day we'll move into our new address it's like now we're living in this fixer upper but we'll have an eternally fixed up home that is yet to come our time on earth here is sort of like being in a temporary rental not our permanent home. And we want to think about our time on earth as like we are renters. 
it's not our permanent home. And so, of course, we want to be super responsible. We want to be really responsible with the things that God has given us. We want to be good stewards. But at the same time, we recognize that this is not our forever home. And when we do this, it gives us a different perspective, knowing that this is a temporary home, but we're moving in to our future home in heaven there. And so, with all that's going on, with all the craziness in the world, it helps us to have peace, knowing that my permanent home is secure, that God is forever unchanging, that he is eternal, that his kingdom is stable, that the economy of heaven is unshaken and unchanging, that there's no sickness in heaven, there's no vaccines for antibodies and all. And so, come on, somebody. We need to update our home address. You might be a citizen of the United States, but you have a greater primary citizenship that is in heaven, which is still to come, which means that, yes, we care about all of the things happening in the world, but we're not shaken by what happens in the world. A fourth directive, if you want to be unshakable, is this. Yes, you need to update your dad dress. Yes, you need to recognize that you are not in control and God is in control. You need to get a different perspective, a greater perspective, a higher perspective. But the fourth is this, is that you need to have an unshakable foundation. During times of crisis, our foundations get revealed really who we are. And we see that all the places that we go to for security when our foundations are shaken. And what do we do? Uh, if you're shakable, you have to build your life on a shakable foundation. But how often people built their lives on things that are very shaky. Perhaps maybe it's a, when crisis hits, your foundation is your business. It's all that maybe you've poured your life into. Perhaps it's your job. Perhaps, a, a, and people that did that, look at what happened. How, how vulnerable was our nation there? Where millions of people lost their jobs overnight. Other people put their, their hope and their trust in the stock market. And how shakable was that foundation? Listen to what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 26. Matthew chapter 27, verse 26. He says that, I'm sorry, 7, verse 26. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a rock. Though the, the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it was built on the bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains come and the winds beat against the house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. So Jesus was saying this here. Jesus was saying, look, the wise man built his house on a rock. And the house on the rock stood firm. And that's what you want to be like, is building your house on the, on the bedrock of who Jesus is. And as strong as the economy was, look at what happened. And we see that the United States of America is a shakable kingdom. It was very shakable. And you look throughout history, all of the dynasties throughout history, none of them lasted forever. They are all shakable kingdoms. It's interesting that when Jesus was born, the angel of the Lord said in Luke chapter 1, that you will name him Jesus, and his kingdom will never come to an end. And so we're talking about 
Jesus, the Son of God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. And we see throughout Scripture that He is the solid rock. He is the cornerstone. He's a firm foundation. He's the beginning and the end. And it sounds like God is trying to tell us that in times of trouble, friends, we want to build our lives on Jesus, the rock, the foundation, who is unshakable. So if you want to be an unshakable person, unshakable Christ follower, you must build your life upon the unshakable rock, which is Christ. And so could it be that in times of crisis, that is also our opportunity to perhaps re-examine the foundation of our lives? Perhaps you just tuned in or you invited in your part of a Facebook party. Maybe you've been building your life on sinking sand rather than the solid rock of Christ. He is our security, but maybe your security has been tied into your bank account. Maybe your business, your job, or the economy, or a person. And you're probably feeling a little bit shaken right now, and we should. So perhaps this is a time that we need to rethink the foundations of our life. That we need to rethink and trust in an unshakable king. And so what does that mean? Well, really, it means that you believe in, your, in the core of your being, in your, in your heart of hearts. You believe that no matter what happens, I can build my life on the unshakable foundation of Jesus Christ. And I really believe that this is God's word to us. And so I am part of an unshakable kingdom. And I'm going to be okay because of that. And I know things look crazy now. I know that they're, that they're out there and we're out of control. But when you have an unshakable foundation, it will change the way that you experience life. It will change the way that you experience a storm. And instead of being so shakable and the one that's sinking, you'll be like a bedrock, like a lighthouse there. Instead of being the one that always needs to be encouraged and is always depressed, you will be the one that is a rock and encouraging others. And so sometimes... We just need to remind ourselves that our king is unshakable and we're part of an unshakable kingdom there. And so if we would just follow the lead of who? Of shaken people? Our eyes and the affections of our heart need to be upon him who is unshakable. I think sometimes with the news, like we just drink in and drink in. I can be guilty of this. I'm drinking in every little drop of the news. Well, perhaps we need to see what not just social media says and work our way, our way ourselves up into a frenzy. Oh, we're all going to die. But perhaps we just need to get back to the voice that actually matters. We need to get back to Jesus. Oh, what does he think? Oh, what does he say? See, our world obviously is shaken. But our king is unshakable. Oh, we need to put our hope back in him who is unshakable, and and I get it, I get it, it seems crazy, it's crazy out there, but when you understand that Jesus is unshakable, and your hope is anchored in that, it changes everything. Listen to what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. See, there's no one like the incomparable Jesus whose kingdom cannot be shaken. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of that kingdom. Yes, the the waves of, of, of our culture are crashing upon us here and so unstable and changing every day. And as we know right now, we can be anchored in Christ Jesus. So I want to ask you this. I want to ask you this.
Where is your hope anchored? See, this is an opportunity to reset that, to re-examine your heart and ask, where have I, like, I put my trust? And I believe that throughout the crisis, God is going to, to use this for our good. And so this is an opportunity to re-anchor your life in Christ, the solid rock of Christ. So this means that whatever happens in your life, you cannot be shaken. You cannot be shaken. We have the opportunity to grow in faith. We have the opportunity to find peace. We have the opportunity to put our faith back in the one who is unshaken. And so I want to close with this. I want to ask you to bow your heads uh, and close your eyes and uh, just create your own little sacred space. I want to pray for you because I really believe this is an opportunity for some of us that we want to say yes to God, yes to the unshakable Jesus. And so if you would do that, I would like to lead you in prayer. And so, Father, thank you that you are the one that you change everything when we follow you. Father, I pray that you would uh, cause those of us that are watching online, maybe have never said yes to you, to say yes to Christ, to say yes to forgiveness. And if that's you, wherever you're at, I want to lead you in a simple prayer of inviting Jesus into your heart. Pray this in your little sacred space. Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus. I receive him as my Savior. I receive forgiveness of sin. And I take Jesus. I want to follow him all the days of my life. Thank you for dying for me and making me right with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.